shock jocks. It's Nescapades. <sighs> a, uh, a chronological journey through the North American Super Nintendo library with a few pit stops along the way. Play them briefly, sometimes very briefly. Judge them harshly and rank them. That's pretty much all you need to know. Video games were a mistake. I'm I'm Chase Keys. Uh, I'm Emmy Zero, and uh, yes, yes, they were. We would like to be coming into October uh, 1993 with a better energy than this. But uh, these games, man, these games, uh, we're going to talk about them, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about them so you don't have to play them. Uh, so please, uh, we're just going to preface this. None of the games that we're talking about today uh, none of you shouldn't, you, you don't need to go play any of them that listening to us talk about them for a little while is, is going to be more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, like, you know, Emmy, I, I know, I know like intellectually that Battletoads, Double Dragon, Arrow, the Acrobat and Cliffhanger are not the worst games we have played. I'm not even sure they belong in F tier, although that will be a discussion uh-huh. for later. I'm not uh-huh. saying they definitely don't, but for some reason, I don't think I've played a series of three games for this show that has made me more angry. Yeah, uh, I felt have. the same way, and I agree with you. I don't think these are the worst of the worst of the things we've we've played, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But there is something about the combination of these three games and, and having to play them all in a row uh, where there's just... They're all bad in ways that um, the other games do not give you a relief from that. It's not like, oh, well, you know, that that was kind of a, a, pre- a really mediocre brawler. But, hey, at least now I get to play around with, like, this fun, you know, uh, platform game uh, control scheme for a little while. And, yes, this game's got problems, too, but uh you know we're we're having a good time here aren't we none of that here everything in this is like it it like combines to make this i i got i don't really have this kind of like negative emotional reaction to games usually like if a game is really bad i can recognize it and then i usually just sort of step back and you know walk away but with these i did get angry playing them i mean they're 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 all bad in different ways i feel like like one is very dull one is a lot of squandered potential and one is like borderline unplayable um yeah um fun it'll be fun for us to unpack which ones uh, those are maybe if you're familiar with them you already know but uh yeah um no same same we uh we we did not talk about these games at all while we were playing them and both I think came to uh, virtually the same conclusions about them. And uh, yeah, yikes. These are, these are terrible. These are terrible. Can you imagine being like a kid and like wanting one of these and getting it for like Christmas or a birthday or spending like your allowance money on it and ending up with this? And and I know that like, a lot of these games, especially Battletoads Double Dragon, just based on brand recognition alone, got played a lot back in the day. And people like if you got this as a kid, you just had to get good at it and you had to learn to like it. And like, yep. Yeah, it's kind of sad now in retrospect, you know, like uh-huh. like now there's just so many games like, you know, there, there's just so many games. If, if something's bad, you just go play a different one. Yeah. Um. A- anyway, anyway, uh, I'm I'm sorry, folks. I, I, I'm getting like 
AVGN, almost like hyperbolic <laughs> levels of, of cartoon anger over here. And I, I know that that's not that kind of show normally. So no. you know, I, I, I'm going to try and look on the bright side. I never have to play any of these again. I'm going to be deleting right. them all from my computer after this, and I never have to look at them ever again. Yes, uh, that is a good thing. Uh, cherish that. Uh, until I have to, you know, make the video for this. Uh, by the way, if you're watching this in the cafe today, um, apologies ahead of time for all of the repeated cliffhanger footage you're going to be watching. But uh, I could only get so far in that game. So, uh, you know, sorry. It, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Y'all just have to be, you know, if it helps, uh, every level of this game looks pretty much the same anyway. So, you know, <laughs> this is true. Uh, don't, yep. don't even worry about it. Um, so, okay. I guess we should just jump into talking about these then. What, uh, which one would you like to tackle first? I mean, uh, you know, there's not really, not really a prize among these. Uh, so like, you know, wh which one, which one do you think we should, we should, uh, sort of chew through first on our way to the, uh, to the finish line here? Oh God. Can, can we just, can we just throw all of these in the D tier and, and call it a day for this episode? No, no, we can't do that. Um, no, actually, um, let's start with Cliffhanger because I have the most to say about it. Uh, yeah, not, let's not, do it. Not the game, but the company behind it. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about Cliffhanger. Tie-in to the uh, 1993 Sylvester Stallone action movie, and uh, what what's going on with this game? Who made it? Who's responsible for this? <laughs> so uh, this comes to us from publisher Sony ImageSoft and developer Malibu Interactive. Uh, this particular version of the game was also released for the Sega Genesis and the Sega CD, which uh, unsurprisingly includes a lot of clips from that movie, because uh, that movie basically was a video game. Uh, we we watched Pretty that much, movie yeah. in preparation. Yeah, both for this of us and... both of us watched this movie because we knew there was not much going on with the game itself. So we did a thing we have not done before, which is both of us sat down independently and we watched Cliffhanger. So that's a thing that happened. I regret it. Yeah, I don't want to get too much in the weeds with it because um, this isn't a movie podcast, but. Uh, this is very much in the genre that I like to call uh, that was popular uh, to like the, the mid to mid eighties to mid nineties that I like to call movies made for children with inexplicable R ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Where basically you have a movie that feels like a very tame, like PG rated, like adventure movie. And then every once in a while there is tremendous violent gore or cursing. Uh, just to give it that R rating, uh, yep. Sylvester Stallone impales a man on a stalactite and blood flows all over his face. Yep. Uh, that's the thing that happens in Cliffhanger. It's the best part of the movie. <laughs> it's, it's the only good part of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, but hey, let's talk about Malibu Interactive because um, this is actually kind of interesting. So Malibu Interactive was a short lived video game studio tied to the also kind of short-lived Malibu Comics. Uh, Malibu Comics was founded in 1986 by Tom Mason and Dave Ulbrich. They started small, uh, publishing a lot of creator-owned black-and-white comics and uh, some books based on public domain characters like Sherlock Holmes and Tarzan. And uh, 
they brought in uh, a money guy, Scott Mitchell Rosenberg, who was running a small comic distribution company of his own at the time. Uh, and with that extra funding, they were able to set their sights on bringing in slightly larger companies into the fold. So they would end up acquiring like uh, Eternity Comics, uh, which would bring them things like Robotech and Dinosaurs for Hire. And Air Cell Comics, who made Men in Black, which um, honestly might be like Malibu's most endearing property at this point. Uh, it's got to be right. Like it had yeah. three very popular movies. It's got like an actual place in pop culture the way these other things just kind of don't. Yeah. Um, so Malibu's biggest claim to fame, though, would be as the original publisher of Image Comics. Now, Image formed in 1992 by several prominent comic illustrators who had become frustrated with the state of the comics industry. Uh, they wanted to create a company where creators could join without giving up the rights to any of the characters that they created. Uh, we will certainly be talking more about Image Comics someday on this show, but uh, that's going to be a story for another time. Uh, so what's pertinent to what we're talking about today is that uh, uh, Malibu was the original publisher of Image Comics, but that was a relationship that was very short-lived. Uh, while under Malibu, Image would grow in market share um, and even uh, uh, took the number two spot from DC for a time. Uh, but that success in money meant that they quickly outgrew their need to have Malibu as a publisher. And by 1993, Image had gone fully independent and were publishing their own comics. Uh, it was a huge blow to Malibu that they never really recovered from. Uh, despite launching a few imprints of their own, like Genesis, which featured comics from other lines brought into a new continuity, such as the X-Mutants, or maybe EX-Mutants? Probably X-Mutants. They also created their own superhero line called the Ultraverse, which was sort of meant to fill the hole left by Image, but they just couldn't compete with Image and other smaller comic labels of the time, like Dark Horse and Valiant. Um, this was around the time when Malibu would purchase Acme Interactive, uh, which at the time had made games such as Cal Ripken Jr. Baseball and Wings 2 Aces High. Oh, good. Uh, to be their uh, their uh, interactive entertainment branch. Um, but while uh, Malibu was struggling, Marvel smelled blood in the water and ended up purchasing the company in the mid-90s. Um, unfortunately for any fans of Malibu's properties, Marvel was far more interested in Malibu's talent pool than they were any of their IP. Uh, while Marvel would continue to publish some Malibu lines, including Ultraverse, and would see a few crossovers with established Marvel characters, those would all end pretty quickly. Now, technically, the Ultraverse still exists within the Marvel multiverse, um, but it seems that disentangling all the rights issues to bring any Malibu characters back isn't currently in the cards. It's okay. Eventually, Disney will just own all of it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. As for Malibu Interactive, they mostly uh, only made a few more sports games, just like that they'd made back when they were Acme, like Riddick Bow Boxing and Joe Montana Football. They'd only end up making a few games based on their comic properties, like Battletech, a game of armored combat for the SNES and Genesis, and X-Mutants for the Genesis, which... Uh, Apparently, the original creator of X-Mutants tried to sue for his cut, but the game was so bad that there wasn't any money for him to collect. Yeah, I've actually seen somebody play that game. It is very bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a Dinosaurs for Hire game, but uh, strangely enough, it was only licensed by Malibu. The studio did not actually make that one. Uh, the studio's last game would be called Ultraverse Prime, and it was slated to come out on the SNES, but was never finished, and for some strange reason, ended up in a Sega CD compilation with one other game called Microcosm. What the hell? Go figure. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, in their short time, they also made some games based on movies and TV shows like Time Tracks, Three Ninjas Kick Back, Batman Forever, and this one. And that brings us to Cliffhanger. All right, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger yeah. is uh, a game. It is based on, like I said, the uh, the action, the 93 action movie directed by Rennie Harlan, starring Sylvester Stallone, Michael Rooker, and John Lithgow. Uh, and uh, it is not much. It is not much of a game. It is definitely the game that movie deserves, but yeah. it is um, that 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 is that is faint praise. So I don't know why, but I assumed before I played this game, it was going to be some kind of a platformer. Did you think that too? So I, I think the reason for that is because there was another version of this game um, that came out on the NES and Game Boy that I think okay. was a platformer. That must be why I had that initial thought. It's not a platformer. It's a beat-em-up. Uh, Belt-scrolling brawler uh, where the only character you can play as is... Uh, Sylvester Stallone's Gabe Walker from uh, Rocky Mountain Rescue. Uh, he's uh, he's the rock jock who is going to uh, beat up these thieves who are trying to steal uh, $100 million that have crashed in, uh, in the Rocky Mountains. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know why they needed, why, why they needed Gabe's help, because they, in this game, at least, they seem to have, like, you know, um, you know, hundreds of, uh, of goons. Like you can just spread those guys out all over the mountains. Eventually they'll find those briefcases full of money. It's a weird movie and it's a very uninteresting, pretty dull dishwater brawler. There are sections where you're climbing a mountain. It's, it almost kind of reminds me of, um, the wall segments in American gladiators. Oh yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Honestly, like, what if this was just an American Gladiators movie? It's like, uh, everybody's just played by America. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm making this a movie podcast again. There's that. Then there's also um, avalanche segments where you have to outrun an avalanche. And uh, in what you do in those segments is uh, you die. Uh, you die. I could not get through them. I don't know what I was supposed to be doing. But, uh, yeah, if the avalanche catches up to you, obviously it's instant death, as you might expect. Um, also... Uh, in real life, you can't do that. So, I mean, th this is like maybe the most, you know, like yeah. uh, a real to life section of the game. You yeah, know, yeah. Like you, you... More realistic than than the similar sequences in that movie, I think. Yes, um, where, so where people inexplicably survive avalanches. Yes. Yeah, you just need to duck into a little nook in the rock and you'll be fine. Imagine, if you will, a like very basic final fight level where the background is a gray rock face and the 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 ground is white snow and um you know two or three guys who all look pretty much the same wander onto the screen with knives and try to stab you over and over again for like five levels. Yeah. That's this game, essentially. Yeah, this game didn't even need to be tied to a movie. They could have just called it Mountain Stab. And there you go. There's your there's your game. Yeah. Honestly, right? the movie probably could have been called that too. <laughs> I, I'm imagining the poster now, just the same poster, but it's Mountain Stab, and like Stallone has like a little knife in his hand where he's clutching the rock, and uh it's uh it's better. It's certainly better. 
you do get some platforming sections in this game, which, you know, as we all know, do, yeah. best place to put platforming sections is in your belt scrolling brawler. Like the, those, yeah, those, everybody loves yeah. it. Yep. Everybody loves it when you do that. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's really not much more to this game. It's not very good. Um, and I kind of want to stop talking about it unless you have anything else to say about it. But uh. one other thing. So obviously I didn't get here. I didn't get to this point because uh, I, I had neither the, the time nor the inclination to struggle through four or five levels of cliffhanger in order to get to the end. But I recommend everybody um, go to a long play of this on YouTube. I looked at the Nintendo complete walk, uh, long play um, and skip right to the end so you can see the last boss fight where Sylvester Stallone's character has a fight on top of a helicopter with an absolutely jacked, like, seven-foot-tall John Lithgow. Just, yeah. Uh, that's worth it. That's worth it. Watch that and watch the clip from the movie where he fights the guy in the cave and stabs him with a stalactite. Yep. That's the only thing you need to do as far as interacting with Cliffhanger, and you're good. So, that being said, let's find a place for it on the list. Yeah. Okay, that stalactite scene, that better be included in the Sega CD clips. Like, really, you could just watch a, a, a long play of the oh, Sega God, CD right? game, and maybe you've got the entire movie. Like, that's it. You've just, you, you've got everything you need. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, like, I'm looking at F tier, like... Bram Stoker's Dracula is at the top of F tier. Is, is this game as bad as that, you think? Or Yeah. Yeah, I actually think it is as bad as Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay, all right. I think it has a lot... I think I can say a lot of the same things about it that I could say about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, you know, the, the boring, repetitive levels, the, like, unappealing sprite work. Um, you know, I think it's maybe less interesting in some ways than Bram Stoker's Dracula was. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it's not good. Uh, I can okay, see if so... you want to make a case for it being, if you want to make a case for it being a D tier, um, you know, I, I'm looking at the D tier and we did put like Aliens versus Predator in D tier. And like, this is not that different of a game from, from Alien versus Predator, but I think it is still like somehow even less fun to play. So. I mean, uh, Alien versus Predator. I don't remember any like really unwinnable avalanche sequences. So no, there's not. There's just like a lot of really sloggy, like stand in the same room and fight like twenty aliens things. Uh, so yeah, the the avalanche sequences probably do push this one even further down. Okay, yeah. So you so, know, what? I'm I'm yeah. okay with making this an F tier. So that means we do have to figure out All where right. it goes. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of looking around. I, I, I am kind of looking near the top of it. You know, like I'm looking at James Bond Jr. I don't know if I think this is. Yeah. It, although, I mean, James Bond Jr. I keep forgetting has those really awful scrolling shooter segments. It's those yeah. terrible flying segments. Yeah. So, yeah, this is. Um, I think. Yeah, I think this top bit of F tier is definitely the place for this. Because the, the first three games we have in F tier are Bram Stoker's Dracula, Chuck Rock and the Terminator. And those all feel like pretty, pretty good comps for this for me. I think this is a worse game than Chuck Rock, honestly. Um, how do you feel about this versus the Terminator? I, I think I'd probably put it below Terminator. I, I, I James Bond Jr. is yeah. the big question for me. Like, I, I, I think it probably goes above okay, or below yeah. James Bond Jr. 
Yeah, um, I really hate those flying levels in James Bond Jr., and I hate that the game, like, basically starts with one. Yeah. So, I think this still probably goes, like, slightly okay. above Okay, alright, I'm cool with that. So, uh, alright, so we do have an F-tier game after all, at least one today. Uh, yeah, at least one, Alright, yeah. so, uh, congratulations, Cliffhanger. Um, you are on the F tier between the Terminator and James Bond Jr. So not, not too far down on the worst games list, but you are on it. So, you know, also yeah. that movie should have had the guts to just call the character Cliff. He, sh- he should have been named Cliff, Cliff Walker. Seriously. I don't, you know, I don't think they say the word cliffhanger. One they, they, time they, they, movie, they should have, honestly, I'm, I'm done cliffhanging. They I'll never have... cliffhang again. Ah, you killed my girlfriend. I'm never cliffhanging with you ever again. Oh, it seems we have a couple of cliffhangers on our hands, boys. Like that. Like, like just constantly saying the word cliffhanger. Yeah. Like that. That would have been so much better. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's gonna do it for Cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Let's just get Battletoads and Double Dragon out of the way. Okay. Um, Battletoads and Double Dragon, the ultimate. Yeah, they're the team. ultimate team, and um, I already talked about Malibu for a while. Like, folks, you know. You, you probably know which game we're going to get to when we talk about Rare. Okay, y- y'all know. Y'all know who Rare is, and, and, and you know when we're going to be talking about it. So, you know, like, like let's, just, let's just, you know. This is not that game. I hated this. I, I did, too. Yeah. I, I did not think I was going to get past the second screen of this game. I really thought, like, oh, the, the footage of this game is just going to be me dying over and over again on the second freaking screen of of this game because this is impossible. This is so, so I, I discovered a couple things about this game. Okay. Go, go ahead. First thing is um, you're meant to punch like the air in front of the bad guys um, because what are hitboxes? Why, why do we need to know uh, what hitboxes are? Um, yeah, of course. The second thing is really, you're just supposed to headbutt everybody. Just run towards everybody and headbutt them. Don't actually try to fight. What do you think this is a brawler? You thought like an idiot. Um, Oh my God, what a mess of a game. Like this game is probably like kind of okay if you're playing two player because once you're, you know, stun locked between two enemies forever, somebody else can come and rescue you. But like is a one player game. This game is borderline unplayable. Yeah, I agree. No. So I had an impression going into this. This game was going to be probably like the best of the Battletoads games just because uh, we have actually you and I have actually played this game uh two player before we played it co-op years ago and we didn't really enjoy it but it was at least like functional we did play through several levels of it and um what i really uh was taken aback by is how like you said how how unplayable this game is as a one player game because Enemies will stun lock you, and there is no way to get out of them. And if you got two enemies on either side of you, uh, which is pretty frequent, they can just sort of bounce you back and forth. So uh, there's nothing you can do. There's absolutely nothing that a single player can do to actually progress in this game, except for get lucky or maybe play so defensively that the game becomes this like weird spatial puzzle that it was surely not meant to be. And uh, I hated it. I hated everything about this game. I think it is hideous. I think it is a very ugly uh, game with 
you know, tiny, unappealing sprites. I don't really understand why it has those, honestly, because neither Battletoads or Double Dragon series have get, have graphics that look uh, Honestly, like I this. think it was just because this game also came out on the NES and they didn't want to have to make them too differently. Yeah. I, I think that's also the reason why this is a two-button game, and I kept mixing up the buttons. I don't, like, it just feels so unintuitive how the buttons are mapped in there. Like, the opposite feels like it should be the case. I kept jumping when I meant to punch. Yeah. I, I'm, uh So, like, it's really the worst of all possible worlds because... This is a Battletoads game without the lavish graphics or the, like, cool visual effects that Battletoads is known for, but with the extremely high difficulty. And it's a Double Dragon game that doesn't feel like a Double Dragon game and doesn't have any of the, like, fun, good, like, gameplay choices those games made to make themselves more more entertaining and playable. So it's just nothing uh, good, nothing good. And it's also, it's also just... Uh, uh, you know, it, it's offensive to me that this, this thing even exists, honestly. Like, I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, I also feel bad for anybody picking this up expecting anything like a Double Dragon game, because this is truly, it is just a battle to, a very, a very, uh, kind of cheaply made Battletoads game that for some reason has the Double Dragon characters as selectable fighters. Yeah, um, I I can't think of much that's redeeming about this. Like, so many things happen where, like, you're going to get knocked down and you're not even going to get a chance to get back up because enemies are going to keep doing damage to you while you're on the ground. Like, they might as well have just made it yeah. a, a, a one-hit kill kind of thing, like Contra or something. Right, yeah. You know, like, why, why even bother having life bars? Most of the time, if you start getting hit... That's it. You're going to lose a life. What, you know, why are we even bothering? Um, yeah, just obnoxious. It's just obnoxious the way that this game works. Um, you know, and it doesn't do like a lot of the real BS stuff that other Battletoads games do. Like, you know, just like the impossible snake pit levels or no. anything like that. Like it's a more straightforward brawler. So it has no excuse to be this bad. It, this should have been like the good Battletoads game. And it's just not. No, nah, it's not. It's it's really not. And I, uh, I think if you have to play a Battletoads game, play any of the other ones. Don't play this if, one. If you have to play a Battletoads game, play the arcade game. Don't. Yeah, basically. Don't, don't waste your time with any other Battletoads games. Yeah. Play the first level of original Battletoads if that'll if that'll do it for whatever. That's weird all you cosmic, really need. Frankly, you know, thing you have yeah. to do to, to get out of playing Battletoads. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what the situation is that you have to play a Battletoad. Somebody's got a gun pointed at your head or something, but I don't know. Um, so, man, with the way we're trash-talking this game, I think maybe we need to look at the F-tier for this one as well. Yeah, you know what? The hell with it. Yeah, let's, I, think let's just... I, I think I've talked myself into thinking, because I was going to come into this being like, you know what, this game's pretty bad, but if you're playing it two-player, it's okay. But... I don't actually think that's a good excuse. I don't think that that saves this. They, they, they made a one player mode in the game. They made a one player mode. And if, if you are being subject to that, you're going to have a terrible time, a really terrible time. So, so, okay. F tier for this game. Uh, yeah. like, what, I, I, uh, I, I tweeted out before we started recording that I was just going to make this the worst game ever. Like it's worse than race drive. in I know it's not actually that bad, but <laughs> it's well, okay. Oh. If you, if you had a more, a more moderate, 
considered uh, a, fe a feeling about where this goes, where would you start looking? I've got some ideas myself, but yeah. Um, I, I don't remember the combat tribes all that well, but I feel like... It's a bad brawler. Yeah. It's, I, it's I, like I, a bad, yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of in that level. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else I would like set as like kind of the the upper bar for where I don't think we could we could really say this is this is like you know. So the combat tribes is it's it's not quite halfway down the F tier, but it's it's in that kind of middle middle sector. Um, I I might even put this below Chester Cheetah too cool to fool. I don't know if I would put this below think... Bart's Nightmare though. No, I think Bart's Nightmare uh, is really bad. Bart's Nightmare is um, has has so little so little going on that I could even like really classify as like a game. That uh, yeah, I think that that this probably still stays above that. I would be okay with putting this between Chester Cheetah and Bart's Nightmare, honestly. Okay. You know, Chester Cheetah, I think, is at least, like, a functional platform game. It's not good, but at least it has, like, different levels with different ideas on them, and it's, broadly speaking, kind of a functional game, even if it's, like, very unfun to play. Uh, so, yeah, um, Battletoads Double Dragon, uh, going, going below that on the list. If I'm, if anybody out there is already thinking, you know, like, oh, this game's actually very playable. You guys just didn't give it the time of day and yada yada. You know what? I don't care. All right, I don't care about any get good arguments or anything like that. You know what? Spend that time learning to play a better game. Spend that time learning the piano or another language. Do something useful with your life. Don't don't waste your time trying to be good at a bad game. This game is bad. Don't play it. Yeah, and I would say if you have a memory of this game being like really good and fun from when you were a kid, go back and try and play it now and see what you think. Because I bet you're not yeah. gonna like it. Um, I don't want to, you know, dump all over your memories. If you have really good memories of this game, I think cherish those. You probably had good times playing it with another person. Because uh, I can't imagine you having a good time playing this on your own. So. Uh, yeah, go home and be a family man, yeah, is I mean, what like, I say. Look, like, uh, you know what, you can, you can build happy childhood memories in bad circumstances, you know, and like, and like, look, like I said, like, some people had this game, you just learned to play it, because this was what you had, you know, and that's fine, but th that's no reason to inflict it on other people, okay? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, 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 uh, so yeah, Battletoads Double Dragon, bad game, bad game. Uh, let's talk about another bad game, though probably not one as bad as this. Arrow the Acrobat. Yeah, let's talk about Arrow the Acrobat. <sighs> this game is close, okay? This game is really close to being alright. This one comes to us from Sunsoft and developer Iguana. Um, if you remember the N64, you probably remember Iguana. We'll save that story for another day because we're going to have to play two more of these freaking Arrow games before this is all done. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will. But um, I don't know. Maybe they made the next one better. So Arrow the Acrobat, this is a 2D platformer. You're an anthropomorphic bat who works at the circus, and a guy who got fired from the circus is mad, so he's trying to kill you with murderous clowns and such. I don't know. It's still a better story than cliffhanger anyway. Um, yeah. As arrow, you can, 
jump. You can do a drill attack while you're in the air that you can angle up or down. You can shoot things, but only if you've picked up one and you only pick up one at a time. It's not like you, it's not like an ammo dump where you've got, Oh, suddenly 15 things. No, each star you pick up. That's one thing you can throw. Why even bother? Why is that even in there? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get so angry talking about this. And uh, I don't even want to, I don't want to. It's, it's okay. We're almost okay. done. It's okay. okay. We're going to get, we're going to get through it. It's going to be fine. We'll talk about the, awful little bat and uh, all the things he can do and that he is forced to do by this game. And uh, then we won't have to talk about him again for a while. So yeah, uh, that's some comfort at least. Uh, This game is, is not good, but it is, it is the closest to being a real video game of any of the three games we're playing. We we played for today's show. Um, He's a Sonic. Basically he's a Sonic like character, but uh, not really in it, it, he is he is a, a a much worse controlling character than Sonic in like key fundamental ways. So um, whereas Sonic uh, could just sort of bounce into enemies and he had that kind of high floaty jump, Arrow has uh, he feels a little heavier to me, and he has this spin uh, drill move that like like uh, like Chase said can be angled up or down. I found this really unpredictable both in like kind of where it was going to leave me. And also, also um, as, as you pointed out before the show started, whether it's going to have anything, any, any effect on the enemies at all. Um, but he's kind of heavy feeling and he is really slighty. Like there's a lot of like precision platforming in this game with like spike pits on either side that will kill you instantly. And I just kept sliding off of those. Um, and yeah, uh, this is, this is like, it's, it's close to being an okay game, but everything about the actual ways the controls function just sort of, uh, let it down basically. Uh, it's, it's rough. It's real rough. And I don't really think like the presentation is fine. I don't think the presentation is a problem here. Like some people may think like, oh yeah, circus, lots of clowns and stuff not great um it's it's mostly fine here like i think this is this is a game that looks uh looks all right but the minute you start playing it you realize that this is uh uh this this is kind of a bait and switch in terms of like the quality of the presentation versus the quality of the gameplay yeah i mean there's just like control wise, there are ways I think that this could have been better. Like Arrow can do a, a number of things. He's a bat, so he can fly kind of. It's it's more like a hover. But you when you hover, first of all, that button is uh, mapped to the button opposite the jump button for some reason. So insane, yeah, insane. Uh, incredibly unwieldy. But also, you can't move arrow at all while he's hovering it only lasts a couple seconds just let me like you know tweak his movement a little bit let me move a little bit to the left or right um you know help me make more precision jumps that feels like that's what that move should have been for it's useless otherwise so i i never ended up using it um the drill move is fine like you said it's a little bit unpredictable i managed to get the hang of it kind of but it's really frustrating when you have to attack enemies on the ground and you have to jump up and dive down to hit them. Um, why wasn't there just a dash attack? 
Like, why why isn't there just a Mega Man X style dash? That's his main attack. You can jump up. You can double tap jump to hover instead of making that the drill attack. The dash button is your drill attack now. You've made this a two button game now, and I think you've simplified everything and made it feel a lot more just intuitive. Um, yeah, yeah. That's all it would have taken. But more than the controls, though, like. <sighs> There are segments of this game that I think are pretty good. You know, like I go through a, a segment and I think, hey, that was a, a fun little platforming challenge there. You know, that was tough, but we made it through. And then something incredibly cheap happens. Like I bounce on a trampoline and I hit a spike ceiling that I could not have possibly anticipated. Right, right, yeah. And now happens. Yeah. A lot. And now I'm sent back to, to before that challenging segment that I actually kind of enjoyed. But now it's like. Do I feel like doing that again? Do I feel like doing all of these challenges knowing that like all of that progress can get taken away by something that's not really my fault? Um, yeah. So like, so like I, I might be being unfair to the developers here, uh, but like, so we've played uh, a fair few British games that I've not really liked because I feel like they are like needlessly cruel and punishing. But I feel like I almost owe those games an apology because this game is about as challenging as any of those. But I feel like the cruelty here comes from just kind of an ineptitude in and in not understanding how level design is supposed to function in a game like this. Uh, more than like trying to play like a sneaky trick on the Well, I, I don't know because like so, there like, are, are too many competently designed areas that it feels like it it's mean spirited and purposeful when it happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, fair enough. That, that's fair what enough. really frustrates um, me about it is that like I feel like I'm I'm losing all this progress from a really good segment to to something incredibly cheap. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I think I think that's that's fair and uh, that's terrible that sucks yeah so um one thing that i think is kind of important to say about this game is that this is not like straightforward like get to the end of the stage levels these are kind of exploration based levels where you have to find inexplicably um uh, i think the the main thing you have to find in these levels is like these star platforms that you have to jump on several times until they disappear and you have to find like a certain number of those per level to to progress. So you're you are having to like kind of crisscross your way through these levels to do that. And um, I don't really know that this is a control setup that works very well for that. One of the things that I think for the most part uh, is good about Sonic is that you know yeah his controls are are kind of slippery and kind of um, you know uh, require you to sort of like. Uh, maybe improvise your route on the fly sometimes, but you are always heading towards a, an end goal that it's going to eventually funnel you to. Having those similar sorts of controls, but where you're actually trying to like find specific things in the level, uh, it, it, you need you you would need very good level design to do that. Like there is actually a Sonic game that's like that, Sonic CD, but I. Uh, yeah, um, this game does not have the design chops that that one does, uh, and maybe maybe it's just maybe maybe it's it's that they do have those kinds of of design skills, but they decided that this game needed to be so freaking hard that no one could beat it on a rental, and that's why it is the way it is. Uh, I don't know, but it's really really 
it sucks all the potential joy out of this game. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's there's also an issue with enemies. You know, we we mentioned the the sort of um, that certain enemies. It's really hard to attack them. Like there's these clown enemies that can like slide kick at you and they can also throw things at you. They're very tenacious. They're very hard to defeat. I don't know how I defeated them the few times I did, because more often than not, my spin attack would just cause me to bounce off of them. And then they would just bounce me into a hazard that would insta kill me or just do enough damage to me that I would die anyway. Um, I still don't know how I defeated them. I like, there's no good player feedback. And like there, there were some enemies in the game where no, like, no, that's a big problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and again, like they do know how to do that. Like there's some enemies where they'll do an attack and then they kind of go into this sort of very clearly exhausted state. And I just kind of intuitively knew, okay, that enemy is vulnerable. Now I can attack it. But with this enemy, there wasn't anything like it. I, I, so I don't know how it was I was supposed to defeat it. I don't know how I actually accomplished it. The few times I did, I watched a long play and they almost exclusively just run away from those enemies. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's really obnoxious. And, and again, you know, I think the, the, the worst thing about this is that, you know, like I'll, I'll get through a level, I'll complete it. You know, like the first level, like you were saying, you have to jump on platforms. The second level, you have to find a key and then bring it to a cage to free your girlfriend. Um, third level, you have to find rings and jump through them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, like I'll, I'll get through a level and I'll feel like, okay, there were some real cheap, real unfair things about that. But on the whole, that level was okay. I feel all right about that. Then something happens in the next level that again, I don't feel like it's entirely my fault that like there was almost no way any player wasn't going to die from a certain thing the first time they played the game. And now it sent me, now I've gamed over and I've, I've been sent all the way back to the beginning. Like I'm all, all the way back to stage one. And so, so, you know, that's the impression that I'm left with. Like, I, I think I kind of enjoyed more of this than I didn't, but now I have to do this all again. And I know that there's so much BS in this. I, I just don't want to, I just don't want to like, again, like it, it's so close yeah, to being uh, a pretty you... good game and they just, they just squander it. It is infuriating. I you obviously played more of this than I did. I didn't. I didn't make it that far in this. Uh, that's, that's probably why I thought the 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 jumping on the star platforms thing was more of a a game long thing than just like a thing you do in that first level. Because I made it a couple more levels in, and I I assumed that we would eventually get back to that what seemed like kind of the basic template for for the thing in the first level. But um, you you played more of this than I did. I'm curious, did you get to the mode seven like high? No, dive I didn't. Level? I think that's a bonus level that you had to find a, a certain item in the second stage. And yeah. OK, I'm really curious to know, like how that controls and like if that controls well or not, because like I, like I, I really went back and forth on the basic controls of this about like whether or not what they're having you do here actually actually works or if it's all down to the level design yeah i i mean i don't know there, like, there, there are some cool things about this like there's like sections in the 2d parts of the levels where you uh jump off a diving board and dive into some water like presentation wise it's neat arrow himself has a lot of cool animations like this should be a pretty okay game and and, and i know that they know better 
you know, like, because again, there are good sections of platforming in here. There are good enemy animations that convey to me when an enemy is vulnerable and when I can attack them and how I need to go about attacking them, what strategies I need to learn to be good at this game. But then they throw all that out the window with certain other parts, parts where I'm jump, I'm bouncing off trampolines and run into spikes that I couldn't have possibly seen coming. Um, you know, where I, I basically just have to make a leap of faith and hope I'm not about to land on spikes again. But, you know, like, just make the spikes not insta-death. <laughs> like, there you go. You've you've improved the game. That would have been so good. Yeah. You've improved the game no, just with honestly, that. honestly, this game would have been vastly improved if, they, if, if this game had just, like, a straight rip-off of the ring system from Sonic for, for damage, it would have been a better game. Yeah, up. yeah, something like that, you know, like a like a, a system where, you know, you can stay powered up longer and it, it, yeah, just anything like there are so many ways you could just make little tweaks that do not drastically yeah. change the game that make this a million times better, a million times less frustrating and, and abrasive. Yeah. It's just it, it's profoundly disappointing to me. This game is profoundly disappointing because I know I, I can see like really good game design in here and I can see, you know, like really good presentation and that makes it feel like the stuff that doesn't work here is just purposeful and cruel in a game that like has colorful, cheerful visuals that takes place in a circus. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. I, I'm sorry, folks. I'm 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 still just really mad. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I I, I shouldn't be this bent out of shape over it, but um. I don't know. It, it's disappointing to see so much potential wasted like this to me. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, so let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, start the healing process here, uh, by looking at the list and deciding where we want to, uh, have arrow, the acrobat come to, uh, come to land, uh, after his, his big old dive. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I feel pretty strongly that this belongs in D tier because, again, you know, like you see flashes of, of good stuff happening yeah. that like this should have been, you know, probably like a B or C tier game easily. Um, so I don't think it belongs in F tier, but um, no, but yeah, I, I agree with okay. you. I, I think I think D tier is definitely the place for this. I'm looking at games here like Wolf Child and Dragon. Well, th this one's not ranked. Remember? Uh yeah, yeah, no, I'm just oh, trying okay. to think of like stuff that that you know is on like a similar wavelength as as Arrow, mm -hmm. and I'm seeing a lot here that are in the same sort of uh, the same sort of wheelhouse basically in terms of quality. So I think this is a perfectly appropriate place for its super widget. Also, yeah, uh, you know, lots of stuff that uh, we've got. Uh, the, the thing that I want to emphasize is that none of these games are as strangely inconsistent as Arrow the Acrobat. Because, like, a lot of these games, like, I don't think there's anything particularly good about Dragon's Lair, but it's not bad enough to be an F-tier game. Arrow does have those moments, though, and it's very frustrating. Yeah, that, that's... So this is why the emotions are running high over it, Yeah, I think. And, yeah. and maybe it's, like, the one thing that um, can make me feel a little bit better about the fact that we're going to play, you know, like, Arrow 2 and Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel eventually, is that, like... Yeah. You could fix this. I, I could see ways to fix this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you never know. I don't, I've never played any of these games before. Maybe Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel is a secret classic <laughs> for the Super I, Nintendo. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. I, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's kind of unlikely. Yeah. Honestly, but 
we will see. So uh, until then, though, Arrow, he can cool his heels in a pool of uh, extremely tepid water in the D tier. And uh, that's going to do it for us for today's show, I think. Uh, it's, oof, this is a rough one, folks. Uh, we hope this was at least fun to listen to. Uh, more fun than it was for, for, uh, for us to play these things. But we're going to be back at it next time. We're going to keep going through October. And hopefully we'll find something better than what we did uh, what we did to start the month off with. So, um, Chase Keys, what do we have for the folks next time on the show? Uh, well, next time uh, we've got Daffy Duck, The Marvin Missions, Family Feud, and Kendo Rage. All right. Well, uh, three more games I've never played. Uh, I I think the only one of these I've ever even heard of before as a, a video game is Kendo Rage. Uh, so uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, did you have anything else for the folks at home uh, to tell them before we sign off for the day? Be good to yourself. Be good to other people. Don't play these games. That's that's just going to be my mantra for yeah, life now. Right. Be good to yourself. Be good to other people. Don't play these particular games. <laughs> right. Respect yourself. Stay the hell away from Battletoads Double Dragon. Um, and yeah, until next time, I'm Emmy Zero. I'm Chase Keys. Play it loud. Or, or don't. Our intro-outro song is How Now Brown Cow by Technoaxe, who very generously offers a ton of great music for free and royalty-free at technoaxe.com. That's T-E-K-N-O-A-X-E dot com.